as Advent begins, we actually look at the ending. It's a great way to start things is to look at where you're going. Perhaps that's why after the church in the, on the first Sunday of Advent always talks about the second coming of Jesus and being ready for his coming. It then for the two next weeks actually talks about St. John the Baptist, the great proclaimer, the guy who stood in between the Old Testament and the New Testament and the great proclaimer of prepare, get ready, he's coming. And this rings true for those before the, the birth of Christ, before his, his coming in ministry in uh, the early years of that very first Christian century. But it also rings true for us now as we maybe prepare for Christmas, but as we prepare for the end of our life, as we prepare that this life, whole life is a preparation, it is the springboard for the eternal plunge into the amazingly nice, cozy swimming pool of eternity. I like that image, you may not, and that's okay. So we're called to this, this, this prepare, or as he would say, repent. And Jesus also used that word, to repent. And to do this, of course, we need Jesus, who again, Pope Benedict described as in the midst of this, this constant changing history, and he says, kind of ironically, Christ is the only true novelty. So that stuff is always different, but in a sense, it's always the same, and it's always banal banal. Whereas Christ comes in and he's a shock. He's a surprise. He's saying, what is this thing? And he provokes, right? You either love him or you hate him. You definitely either love or hate the church, which is Christ's presence in the world today. So Jesus comes and he intersects. He, he comes and pierces into our lives, into the world, into our, our DNA almost by baptism. And another reading that we'll also uh, we'll have as we prepare for Christmas, it's at the very start of the, the New Testament. So it's perfect for kind of John the Baptist type stuff. We have the genealogy of Jesus. We have this, this reading of like all of the people he came from. Uh, one of the, the records comes from Adam and one from Abraham. They're very kind of edited and they're, they're set in such a way as to communicate something to us. They might, it might seem like a terribly boring way to start something as amazing as the gospel. But it's really, really important because, especially from a Jewish standpoint, if you know these characters, I mean, there's a pile of craziness in Jesus' genealogy. The people that he came from, the people he shares DNA with. You have prostitution, you have murder, you have uh, regicides, king killers, and killers who were kings who were uh, genocides. I mean, it was insane that the, and, and definitely uh, you could almost say deicides, those who rejected God utterly, uh, those chosen kings of, of Israel. So it's, it's kind of embarrassing. It's a bit like the stories in the gospel of the, the apostles where they just keep messing up. It's embarrassing. But Jesus is not afraid of our sin. He comes into it. He comes into us. He's not ashamed to call us his brothers and sisters. He is not ashamed to, to spill his precious blood for you and for me, such as us. And he wasn't ashamed to call this his family. And again, Pope Benedict, my favorite, he has some extraordinary insights about this. Because we have a tendency to think that as, as the years cycle through, you know, humanity's getting better and better and science is, is just around the corner. Did you ever watch those, those documentaries, you know, and it's showing how messed up the world is and all oh, the polar bears and da 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 And then at the end, you know, they're like, we need to end on a hopeful note. So they kind of start the dun 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 <laughs> I'm saying, like, it, 
I've seen this in so many documentaries, this kind of hopeful, upbeat music starts kicking in. And then they say something like, but scientists are working around the clock and coming up with solutions to problems we didn't even know we had. And stuff like that. And they, they kind of like propose, you know, science and humanity remaking itself and improving itself will eventually solve all the problems in the world. No, it won't. <laughs> Hate to break it to you. No, it won't. Because it's just more of humanity trying to do humanity's thing. And we tend to end up going further away from God, who is love further and further away from God, who is our fulfillment and the luminous future of humanity. And instead we make up our own little, own little gods, our own little golden calves, our own little idols. And it usually looks kind of like me, kind of like ourselves, because stuff doesn't change. Humanity, the broken humanity doesn't change, whereas humanity in Jesus changes infinitely. So here's what Pope Benedict said long before he was Pope Benedict. The sinfulness and failure depicted in Je Jesus' genealogy, that's the, his whole uh, family history, it's a sign for us. It tells us that the incarnation of God results not from an ascent on the part of the human race, but from the descent of God. And he goes on and, and says it again from another angle. The ascent of man, the attempt to bring forth God by one's own efforts and to attain the status of Superman, this attempt failed wretchedly back in paradise. And this is what we see over and over again, especially if you look at the 20th century. That was a serious attempt to, for man to remake himself. We'll just use society, we'll adjust society, we'll do this and we, that, we get rid of these people and we get rid of those people and we'll take this race and, and it ends miserably. And pretty much every attempt of humanity to do the God thing on our own has resulted in this. We need God. We need Jesus. And his incarnation did not come because like, oh, they're doing a great job. It came because look at the, his genealogy. It was such a mess. He said, oh my gosh, we really need to do something. We need to do something, Dad. So it was mercy that brought Jesus to us. And it's mercy that will bring him to you, bring him to you now. You know, that's why we, we repent and we realize I can't actually change myself. I can't make myself a better person. Just pulling my socks up isn't enough. I need a savior. And, uh, and thank God we have a savior. We have a God who loves us infinitely and who comes to us so kindly and so non-judgmentally and so acceptingly and receives us exactly where we are, just as he received his own life history and situation, exactly as it was, entered into it, loved those who he encountered and gave himself to the end, loved until the, the end, until he was completely emptied uh, so that we might be completely filled with him. I hope that's helpful as you prepare for Christmas. God bless you.